Welcome back to another episode of the Madonna Get Together. We are continuing our Confessions on a Dance Floor, and we are going to talk about the Confessions Tour. And I have Rayhan back, and they are going to defend their favorite performance from each section of the tour. We're going to do this in our little um, speed round format, and you're going to have a minute to defend your favorite performance between each section and you're going to get to tell why and you're going to have a minute to do each of those so what we're going to do is we're going to break this section into a couple sections so section one is the equestrian theme which includes future lovers slash i feel love get together like a virgin and jump and so we will start with that section so you have a minute to tell me what is your favorite performance from this section of the tour and go. See, and this is why I will just start off by saying I hate this format, this new <laughs> format for your podcast because the the first section of this tour in particular, like the Confessions Tour, I will stand by this, is one of her best, if not her best tour for me. And this first, the equestrian section of the tour was like a highlight of the tour and like, I think there's like every single performance was a contender for like the best performance. But if I have a minute, like I don't even need the entire minute. I think it's, it's the first song. It's the opening. It's Why future that? lovers slash. I feel love. Um, I think it's because of the atmosphere it creates. Like I think the fact that she takes the performance lasts like eight minutes and like 50 seconds or something. It's, it's long. Um, in the first uh, seven and a half minutes is her, her, the disco ball descending yeah, from the, the disco. ceiling. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's everything. Like, even if I'm just listening to, and I'm not even talking about the tour, like the visuals. If I'm just listening to the performance, like from the live album on Apple Music, I am not skipping anything. I'm listening to the entire eight and a half, nine minutes mm-hmm. because it's just so atmospheric. And we talked about this when we spoke about the song too you feel like you're tripping because this song gives you that atmosphere of like, oh, I am in the fourth dimension. And the performance does the same. She's descending from a giant disco ball and then she like blasts out of the disco ball and like you see her in an equestrian dominatrix outfit and like Mm -hmm. it's just phenomenal. And like she's also, she also sings I Feel Love by Donna Summer. Like, I don't think that can be topped, even though every other performance in the section was beyond epic to me. But, like, this one was for sure the highlight. And it was a That's great outfit. Yeah. I will 100% agree with you. Future Lovers, the opening, just mind-blowing, breathtaking. Uh, seeing all the, the Stephen Klein video of the photo shoot that she did with him is just mesmerizing the the horses running in the back horses are like my favorite animal to just observe um and just watching the performance and watching the dancers act out uh horse movements and and have the 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 bounds in their mouth um like horses do oh yeah it was just it's so gay and and, and the whole like whip slap um oh like it 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 is reflective of what she did with the girly show that that in the between erotica and fever 
where yeah. she kind of like does the walk and, and whips the whip. And, like it's very yeah. reminiscent of that. And uh, the song is incredible. And again, it, like you were saying, it's an experience just watching it. Even if you're just watching it on television, it, I feel like it did a very good job of matching the energy that you feel when you're actually in the room, when you see it too. Yeah. So uh, I don't feel like any of that aspect, sometimes when you watch something in person and then you go back and watch it live, like on a DVD or, or TV or YouTube or whatever, you're like, uh, that's, that's, it wasn't as exciting as it was yeah. when you were in the room. This matches the same energy. The whether... effect was never lost. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing. The song itself on the album creates an atmosphere. It's an experience. And when the tour came, she delivered like she, like that effect was not lost. It was only amplified and magnified like tenfold. And just like, I will net, I will never get, I will never be over like her, the disco ball descending and then her coming out of the disco ball at like, would you like to try? And then yeah. you see her in this outfit and you're like, Oh my God. Ooh. Well, I want to, if I don't, I don't know if anyone, if I'm going to be able to describe this accurately, but I don't know when I was a child, I had this, this toy that was ET. And so it was like a spaceship and then you would hold it in your your two fingers your two front fingers like your your forefinger and your middle finger and then you'd use your thumb to press against this and you would just do it multiple times and then it would spin the spaceship so it would open up and then you would see et inside of it but they've also done that with like um easter where it's like an egg and you would do that and like yeah. an easter bunny would be inside of it and i don't know if anyone knows what i'm what i'm trying to explain here but that's what it reminded me of yeah. because it opened up the same way where it, um and oh it's it's just so amazing and just to uh you know destroy the illusion for people who don't know <laughs> she was not sitting there in the disco ball in the ceiling the entire time yeah <laughs> it had to descend from the ceiling to land and then she um came from under the stage but it's it's very um you you're anticipating you know she's in there you know she's gonna come out of it and but you're just so hyped you're on the edge of your seat and you don't lose that tension and that's what i feel like is great about her opening up this tour with this song and in this um this performance is that you're right there with everyone else like you know you know this is going to happen and as soon as it opens up you like you get these goosebumps that run all over you because you're like oh my god she's there i knew she was going to be in there right like it doesn't matter that you know what the eventual outcome is it's like the journey of getting to that point and just sitting there in anticipation i think we both went over our minutes talking about this stuff for sure but it was so exciting (laughs) and another thing which like for me when it comes to tours and this is for any artist like a big part for me is the tour outfits. Oh yeah. And I think for the confession store, for a lot of the times, um, I was a little disappointed because the tour outfits didn't go all the way. Like what she wore in like the next segment, like Mm -hmm. I was not really a fan of because it was like a flowy orange shirt with like red (laughs) pants that I was like, are those from, are those from (laughs) (laughs) H&M? Did you pick them up from Primark before you started recording? But this outfit was like a highlight, not only of this tour, but like just when I think of Madonna tours as a general and just when I think of my favorite tours, like I will never forget Madonna in that outfit, which is also the 
album cover for the live album for the tour is her in this outfit, which I can only describe as like half dominatrix and half equestrian. And yeah. it's just, it's brilliant in the evidence of its brilliance. Yes. And, and just to tack onto that, and I, I will make a, a small mention of Like a Virgin because that's my, my second favorite performance and also my second favorite performance ever of Like a Virgin um, because I love the treatment to this song yeah. because she used this equestrian theme, which, you know, we mentioned it in the first episode, she had a horse riding accident. And if um, those that are familiar with Christopher Reeves, is it Reeve or Reeves, who played the original Superman in the movies, the same thing happened to him, but he ended up being fully paralyzed from like the neck down. So um, that's, it's quite scary to think that, you know, something like that could have happened to our queen, Madonna. You yeah. know, this could have ended her career. I think that, it was a very smart choice to use that theme because all the fans knew about that. They knew like, Oh yeah. my God, she's, she's using this equestrian theme because it, it she tells us that it, it's, it tells us that she hasn't given up on riding horses. She hasn't given up on yeah. loving horses and, and getting back up on that saddle, which she yeah. did do uh, with David Letterman. I'm sure her manager was upset about doing that, <laughs> but like a virgin during that performance, she used her own x-rays in the background screens for sure for showing like her broken bones and yeah. everything so when i, I saw it, it for very... the first time i did not know i did not understand why the the screens were showing pictures of bones and then <laughs> i learned oh those are those are her yeah. x-rays from when she had a horse riding accident yeah a year prior to the release of the album. But yeah, and even that performance, and that's why I had such a hard time choosing, is it's amazing. Like she's on this horse that also has a pole, but it's also spinning. Yeah. And she's just like riding that pole. And it's- She's like, not attached to it's, anything. It's she's... so risky. It's like you're one mistake and you're going to fall off a horse again. <laughs> are you ready to ride with me? Yeah. <laughs> I said, are you ready? <laughs> But um, just to also, in addition to that, I think the the choice of using Like a Virgin, because it was Like a Virgin, she was getting back up on that saddle yeah. again. So she was actually um, kind of verbalizing yeah. what she was doing by getting back in the saddle, yeah. so to speak. That's one of my favorite performances of Like a Virgin, too. It's also such an epic version of Like a Virgin, it reimagined in like this disco era. Yes. And... <laughs> Some people have lovingly referred to this as the real reinvention tour because the the songs that she does do uh, that are her classics for Confessions Tour are very much redone in a very, very different way than than the way they were done differently in the reinvention tour, which a lot of the songs were really reinvented. Absolutely, um, and we will. Have, there's one more song on this <laughs> set list that we'll get into. That's the well, I think the best version of the song, and we'll get to that later. Okay, so the next section, I'm not sure if it has a section name, but I'm just going to call it the confession section, where that includes confessions, uh, interlude, live to tell, forbidden love, Isaac, sorry, like it or not, and uh, that's a lot of songs in that section. <laughs> what is your favorite? You have one minute starting now. Isaac. Um, I think... When if we're if we're talking about just the song, if I'm listening to the audio um, on Apple Music of the live album, I would say sorry 
because I think that performance of Sorry, including the interlude, were absolutely brilliant. However, if I'm talking about both audio and visual, um, like in person at the tour, I would say it would have to be Isaac. And we and I already went into why I think that is. Is for me, it was a very curious experience. For usually, I think I would echo your statements where like. Like, I'm a Madonna whore, so, like, I want to see Madonna. I'm like, where is she? I want to see the queen. <laughs> but in this case, this is one of those extraordinary circumstances where I think usually if you are not in the spotlight, you're doing something wrong as the headliner. However, she just shared the spotlight or even just sacrificed the spotlight to the dancer and to Isaac so beautifully. She's still there singing everything. Um, every note is live, but then Isaac is singing the entire time and like the dancer who is inside this cage and like even the film of the tour does a very good job of like going back and forth between shots of Isaac and shots of Madonna um and then the dancer who is inside the cage mm-hmm. then Madonna lets out of the cage and she then breaks and leaps out of the cage and then runs down the runway like it's absolutely brilliant I think like future lovers, I think I am just, it's my favorite part of this segment because it was an experience more so than just a performance. And I wish I could have witnessed it live because it's just, I cannot get bored of that performance anytime I listen to it or watch it. Um, you went over time. And I, should have <laughs> cut you, I should have cut you off, but I was, I was trying to, uh, the, the track was saying to, to to compare it to the, the CD because I want to talk about that too because the song that I will choose is Live to Tell. So really? this was Madonna revisiting a song that she, between 1990 and 2006, she hadn't performed it since the Blonde Ambition Tour. Yeah. So hearing a classic song be From reinterpreted yeah. and seeing her on that mirror ball cross and just kind of that that kind of like funeral intro uh funeral organ intro like it's just mind-blowing and it's probably it's my favorite performance from this section and i kind of like well (laughs) apologies to you and, and everyone else but after this performance it like you can't top the rest of (laughs) <laughs> and you can't you can't top this performance with anything that comes after that in that section for me. So seeing her perform this section, and we should also talk about, and that's my time, but um, we should also talk about the fact that when they showed this on TV, so it was recorded for a recorded for the DVD, but then she made a, a deal with NBC to show this, and they did not want to show her on the cross because it was blasphemous. Yeah. So what they did is they showed what she was showing in the background screen, which was um, uh, children who keep dying of hunger like the, by the minute. Yeah. And I think, you know, whatever the reason was that she accepted that, that was the only time she ever allowed anything to be edited like that. But she also only, they also only showed when they did that one verse and one chorus versus the entire song. And it wasn't until she stepped off the cross that they cut back to her. So the broadcast record, the NBC broadcast recording um, does not include uh, her actually on the cross. Um, And I, and I just want to say that I kind of hate the CD version that they include the interlude 
with all her dancers, you know, talking about something that they had to overcome, which I'm not taking that away from them. But, you know, when you're CD is something you listen to and I don't necessarily need to listen to (laughs) that. I want to, I want to hear live to tell. So, um, that was one of the things that was frustrating to me. Like don't put an interlude on there, put an actual song. in. I just think it was just a weird choice to like not include everything. I don't understand why they included the confessions interlude and like, not removed removed live to tell which was after yeah but yeah i think and i will say even though our time is up forbidden love didn't like the song but the performance was good and i will say only because like the message because there were two dancers one of them had the symbol for islam yes. on this chest the other star david it was a metaphor for right. the israeli-palestinian conflict right and i think just the fact that like a star of her profile was like doing that and like making a statement and bringing light to it was like just so important. And like, I think that's one of the reasons why I apologize for being mean to the song because I will be mean <laughs> to that song any day, but that performance and like the message, how she presented it on tour, the way that she took that initiative, that opportunity to make a statement um, and to show solidarity. That Fair. was like, that was brilliant. Fair enough. Um, next section, I don't know what to call this section. Um, maybe I'll call it the, the rock section. I don't know, but it includes, will include the sorry remix interlude. I love New York ray of light. Let it will be drown world substitute for love and paradise. Not for me. What is your favorite performance from that section? I love New York. I will say I love New York specifically because of how raw and guttural and rocky it was. I think you made a very fair point when you said um, it's that song, like when you first heard that song, the demo, you were like, you were expecting this album to go a very rock direction because of what it Mm -hmm. sounded like sonically. And I think I had the same idea now that I think about retroactively um, looking at the performance of the song, I'm like, yeah, like if I heard that demo in the, I'll tell you a secret premiere party, like I probably would have had the same thought that like, Oh, she's going a rock direction. Um, Right. I think the tour performance was still very much that. And I think I like it for the reason that like she's in London singing a song called (laughs) I love New York. But here's the amazing thing. The people in London don't give a shit. They are still living and they're having a wonderful fucking time. It was, it's just, it's also the kind of song, which I think does a lot better when she is like singing it like gutturally with like passion with sweat rolling down her face. Like, screaming into the microphone in a stadium full of like 80,000 people rather than just uh, you're listening to the album with your AirPods in. It's the song right. that has a much more powerful effect when you're watching her perform in in a, in a stadium full of 80,000 other people. What's your time? I made it. <laughs> I think so. I wasn't... What's, what's I, I your, just stopped looking at the clock. What's your um, favorite? My favorite would be Drown World. I thought so. Yeah. I love kind of... Um, they kind of broke it down into this acoustic part of it. It wasn't exactly like the album version, but you still got the same essence of it. And I love that she just took a beat and sat down to sing it because um, it's a very beautiful song. And I think she did a great job 
just being able to translate it in this tour without it having to be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta make it this Euro dance version because I'm doing confessions on the yeah. dance floor. It was just very um, light and, you know, it wasn't underwhelming even though, you know, there's some performances where she does a solo song. I've, I've already talked about for like it or not where she does that. But for this one, I feel like it was very, it, it came right after let it will be. So she needed a moment to take her breath after gyrating yeah. down up and down the catwalk <laughs> and, and everything where I feel like this was, this was kind of like a return to a softer Madonna yeah. to hear her sing this song live. I just, I love it. Right. And I it's, it's from, it's from, it's from your favorite album. So one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, yeah, I, I figured that it would either be Ray of Light or it would be Drowned World for you. And yeah. Um, okay. We'll go on to the next section, which I'm just going to call I don't know, Studio 54, uh, Studio 54 section yes. where we, we include Music Inferno, Erotica, La Isla Bonita, Lucky Star, and Hung Up. What is your favorite performance and why? See, I'm surprised that you're counting this as one section because I always looked at Lucky Star and Hung Up as their own section as what I would call the encore. But either way, regardless of whether you put this all in one section or not, I don't care. I, I compare it to how does she fully change her costume, like leave the stage and come back as a section? And she doesn't. She rips off the, the clothes at the end of Music Inferno. True, but then, I mean, but she puts on... No, but she does. She, like, goes off. Doesn't she She changes. Uh, wait. Okay. I think she changes for Hung Up. So Hung Up is sort of like an encore, but I'm including it all yeah. in the same section. She wears our favorite purple leotard. <laughs> but I will say, yeah. I mean, this one is a no-brainer for me. This is the performance I was talking about. This is the one you raised a very good point about how fans said that this should have been called the reinvention tour because how she reimagined some of her songs. This is my favorite iteration of this song for a song that I already loved. It's Erotica. I loved this performance. It was so different from the rest of the tour. I was not expecting to hear this, this song on this tour. And I think you are the one who told me that originally they planned on doing deeper and deeper mm -hmm. in this segment instead of Erotica. Um, and then you sent me the remix of Deeper and Deeper that they planned on doing in this section. Or like, who knows, they may have reimagined I think it was a, I think it was a fan imagining of what it would have sounded like gotcha. using the audio, the backing audio from Erotica. Erotica. Um, but the rumor that I heard was that it was, it was supposed to be Deeper and Deeper, and then they, they changed it to Erotica. Right. I have no problems with that decision because this version of Erotica... Um, which was originally one of the demos for Erotica yes. called You, you Feel Me. me. You, was it You, you Feel throw, Me? You, you throw, throw Me. me? Yeah. I just love it. I feel like, is this also your favorite iteration of Erotica or am I alone in this? You are not alone. This is my favorite performance from this section and it is my favorite performance of Erotica. I mean, she's only performed Erotica twice, but um, this is my favorite performance from this section. I love the the dancing in it. It's very like it's almost like ballet mixed with disco, kind of like how 
Saturday Night Fever is, if, yeah. if you've seen the show. And, it, and I think that's a great transition where it goes from Music Inferno, yeah. Very which ballet. she did direct dancing from Saturday Night Fever, and then going into Erotica. It was just so, it was like refreshing in a way. And it was refreshing to hear her go back to, not only go back to a track that she hasn't performed in years or a track that she ever, she hadn't referenced in years, but the fact that she went back to the demo version of the song. That was like, these are, every tour, she usually gives what I call a little treat. And um, so, for example, I'll, I'll start with Girlie Show just so we can move quicker. But for Girlie Show, I feel like it was, I'm going bananas, which was kind of like a treat. We weren't expecting that. For um, Drown World, it was uh, Oh Dear Daddy. We weren't expecting but it was fun to get during uh, reinvention tour. It was hanky panky. And for this one, it was erotica where it's like, you could have fun with it. And also, but it also, it was very, um, very eloquently done with yeah. the dance movements and the way that the, the camera did its trick where it kind of like paused on while she was mid air and then like panned, did kind of like a pan around her. I was just like, blown away by hearing i originally heard this version of the song icon the fan club used to they started to do like radio mixes where it's just like one thing on streaming and this was part of it and i remember hearing that like oh my gosh where did this remix come from and who yeah. did it i had no idea it was the version she was going to do on tour yeah and then i saw the tour so i i always like to try to keep spoilers from me knowing what the set list is going to be. And this was one of them that I got a chance to not know that this was going to be part of it until I saw it live. And like, you know, you lose your shit. Like yeah. fans fucking lost it because they're like, Oh my fucking God, not only is she doing erotica, but she's doing the mm -hmm. demo version, which, you know, she's never referenced in her yeah. entire career until this moment. And juxtapose this with the Isaac performance where like I loved Isaac for that reason you did not enjoy that performance for the same reason <laughs> where as in that performance she was sharing the spotlight with others mm -hmm. in this performance it was all her yes. all the camera tricks like even with the different camera angles and the mm -hmm. panoramas and like just like the spotlight on her smack dab yep. just like one individual it was always you were magnetically drawn towards her and it was just <laughs> it was it was magnificent like from this start to finish and i like this performance so much that the live version of this which is on apple music from the live album mm -hmm. was my third most streamed song of the year 2020 wow and bear in mind 2020 is a year chromatica came out so that is saying something and yeah. like what were we doing in the pandemic other than listening to music to cope with our feelings the entire exactly. time so this song like, I just love this performance, like, that much. Like, it's brilliant. The only other songs that were, like, more, that got more streams from this were, like, from Chromatica. <laughs> so, yeah, this this is one of her most memorable performances on her tour for, for me, too. Because, like you said, it was one of those treat songs, too, which, like, mm -hmm. come out of left field. Yeah. Like, you're not expecting her to do erotica on the Confessions tour. And when you told me that they originally planned on doing Deeper and Deeper, I believed you because it makes more sense. Because Deeper and Deeper is... Thematically, yeah. Yeah, thematically. And it's the kind of song which, like, you can... It seems like it would f go well on a con the Confessions tour because it's more dancey. Right. Meanwhile, this is very... The, the song is very sensual and slow and sultry and sexy. 
both for the album version and this version, but the way it was reimagined for Confessions was just, it was breathtaking. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm breathless. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I was breathless during the performance too. I think everyone was. Like, we're just so mesmerized. And some of the, the dance movements reminded me of you know, when she got her start as a dancer. So if you look at some old clips, there's some like old black and white clips from when she was, um, I believe it either at the Martha Graham's studio or when she went to college at um, University of Michigan for dance. Like you can, like you see those movements in here. And it's, to me, it's also reminiscent of the, um, the Oh Father performance from Blonde Ambition, where she's kind of sort of being tossed around, but she's also in control and her legs Everything's very poised and positioned. Yeah. Um, it's it's very, uh, you could tell it was very, cho- it was choreographed very well. She had a terrific dance partner that she oh, yeah. trusted. It is one of the top performances from this tour. She thrills me. Yeah. I mean, it's a 100% like the, if you're really watching this performance and noticing the fluidity of her motion, like her, motions and her movements like people tend to forget but like the elegance and poise with which she held herself in this performance like reminded you with more evidence than needed Mm -hmm. madonna is a trained dancer like people tend to forget that but like she is very much a trained dancer and like how she like moved in this performance like was and like and that's why you like you mentioned it's very like ballet swing Mm -hmm. um and at the same time, like, it's very sensual and sexy. It's not every artist who has a choreographer for a tour can do what she did with this performance. Right. Like, to pair that with a song, and not just the song Erotica, but, like, one of the very first original, like, demos of the song that didn't see the light of day, like, and to reimagine it in her latest album's vision, it was just phenomenal. There was not a single thing about it that I didn't like. Um, just to reiterate, Erotica is our favorite performance from this section. Um, <laughs> if that wasn't obvious. <laughs> uh, what I want to ask you is, based on all of those sections from the tour, what is your favorite section of the tour? If you had to pick one where it's like, I'll watch, I will only want to watch this group of songs, or oh. I can only choose one oh, group of Oh, say songs. no more. The opening section. I think for all of the other sections, it was like, a no-brainer for me to choose which one I enjoyed the most because I've watched this tour so many times. I've watched the tour and listened to the tour album probably as many, if not more, times than I've listened to the actual studio album. Um, so for me, it was very easy to decide which ones my favorite performances were with the exception of the first segment because every single performance in the equestrian segment were a contender for being, like, my favorite performance of the section. Like... Future Lovers was my choice, but Get Together, Like a Virgin, Jump were all just so bloody fantastic. And I could like, I could spend as much time talking about each one of those performances as I did for Erotica or Future Lovers. I know we don't have the time, which is why I'm (laughs) glad I got to talk about it when we discussed Jump um, in part two, because it, it was fantastic. So I have a very difficult, I have a very difficult time deciding which is my favorite section. And it's because I will like 
one or two performances from the section, but I won't necessarily like all of them. So my choice is based on which group of songs do I like the most that I can listen to as well as visually watch. And my section has to go to the rock section that includes I Love New York, Ray of Light, Let It Will Be, Drown World, and Paradise. Okay. Because if it wasn't that section, it would be between the opening section and or the ending section. It's definitely not the confession section. Um, <laughs> but I will say that I feel like Get Together feels somewhat lacklustrous in the performance. And jump feels a little lackluster in the actual performance as far you as are kidding. Madonna i am bringing my pitch for it this time <laughs> and I the reason why i don't choose the last <laughs> section is because i don't like this version of la isla bonita and it, it i think it's worth okay. mentioning that that's where um Everybody, I believe everybody was supposed to be in that place. Right, yeah. Instead, they put La Isla Bonita. But I would have also preferred to see everybody performed as the closer. But I guess she already did that with Coachella. Coachella and Coco, Coco, yeah. Um, So it was kind of disappointing that we didn't see everybody in there. Because I would have loved to see, like, a throwback to the first album. Um, uh, Which, we got Lucky Star which I believe was also supposed to be, maybe supposed to be, maybe, I don't remember which song was supposed to replace one of them, but Lucky Star, as much as I love that song, and as much as I love that she brought uh, a song that she hadn't done since um, the Who's That Girl tour, I didn't feel like it was that great of a performance of Lucky Star. I feel the same way, yeah. Um, But I do like how it merges into Hung Up. But I feel like Hung Up went on way too long, and I don't feel like that was a good closing song to close. Interesting. The, the tour. Okay. So I choose, that was a long way of saying, I choose the rock section because <laughs> yeah. I could, I could, I could, I can bear watching every single performance from that section as gotcha. well as listening to it. Like that's, I feel like it, it hits all the marks musically as well as visually. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I I both agree and disagree with like some of the points you made there. Like I agree that Lucky Star, whereas I did enjoy that performance and it was such a nice surprise seeing a song that hadn't been performed since her very first tour being performed mm-hmm. at the confession store. It was a great throwback. It would have made more sense cohesively to see everybody there because she performed it at Coachella and Coco. Right. So we were like, okay, like she already has a version of this song that works with the confessions, mm-hmm. like overarching theme. So it was surprising. We got lucky star in- instead. I am wondering if that was like a last minute change, like erotica and deeper and deeper were. Um, but I will admit the transition from lucky star and do hung up was great. And again, was very reminiscent of this album where like the transitions between the songs mm-hmm. are very fluid and like are like very orgasmic. Right. Um, but then I will also agree that Hung Up did go very long. I loved the performance of it, the song itself. But when she starts interacting with the audience, which I know earlier I said that like I do enjoy when the artist breaks the fourth wall. And I absolutely love when Gaga does it every time. With Madonna, especially in this particular song, 
it felt like it was dragged out for a long time. And I know you will agree. It was specifically when she was like, and now let's go to the left side. And now let's go to the right side. Time went by so slowly for you. That's right. The right side <laughs> almost beat your ass. It was, it was, it was almost comedic. Well, one point i also feel like that's not a song that's not a callback song that's not a song you get the audience to sing back to you and whereas everybody i think it is where you can say dance and sing get up and do your thing like she did with girly show um i feel like that's a good callback song dance and sing get up and do your thing versus hung up time goes by so slowly I mean, like, is that really what you want the, is that really what you want the audience saying to you while you're performing? I disagree. (laughs) I, so I agree, like, Lucky Star, I agree, was, like, she could have replaced, if it was everybody in Hung Up, I think that would have been the ideal closing for me. Because, like you said, dance and sing, everybody do your thing. It's like, that's perfect for an encore. And then she also, like, was already doing it for, like, promotional events for this for mm-hmm. this album hung up i think is a great callback song not because like people like it's a throwback to madonna but because of the yaba sample people knew of that beat and like as someone who heard gimme 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 after hung up i will still say that like if when i hear that the that chord progression it gets it gets me hyped up a lot. And I, I understand that that's not your experience because you didn't enjoy Gimme, Gimme, Gimme that much um, as a song. I will say it's interesting that as long as as long as long Hung Up performance was for the Confessions Tour, that she did not include any lyrics from Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. You know, like she did when she did Future Lovers, I Feel Love. Yeah. That she did not include any of the lyrics from or like do, do a mashup the way that she did with Future Lovers, which... I've Could never have been thought about a that. really cool way to close the show, especially since she opened the show with a mashup. She could have closed the show with a mashup, especially since it used the sample already. But um, I, I didn't don't think know. about that. I That's something I just started to think about now. But I, I don't know. I just hung up to me was not a good closer. And I wonder, I just wonder, and maybe I'm not trying to stir the pot or play devil's advocate. Let's stir the pot. But I wonder if that's because of Cher and Madonna's history. That she Cher probably... hadn't released her version yet. Oh, Cher hadn't released her version at that no. point in time. Oh. Cher released that album in 2019. See, you're still See, you're I'm, still I'm very a baby young. gay. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't have a sense of I don't have my bearings with like historical events. But okay, yeah. I mean I was just trying to so like Cher's version did not come out until 2019, I believe. Okay. Either 18 or 19. And this song, this this tour was 2006. So Yeah. In that case, I'm surprised because you're right, like since she also be- began with like a sample song and a tribute to Donna Summer and she sang um, I feel love. I'm surprised she also didn't close the tour that yeah. way. The only other thing I wanted to bring up is the fact that this was released as a DVD slash CD combo pack um, when it was released. And I will say that I am disappointed in the selection of songs that were chosen to go on the CD, um, mainly because I don't like it when she included the interludes because I feel like, well, you could have used that those tracks as 
to, to put a song that you actually sang versus hearing your dancers talk about struggles in their life, which I'm, I'm not against, but if, if you're going to do that, you, you need to put the whole thing on there. And then the Sorry remix, which was an interlude, which, I mean, I get um, uh, audible-wise, you might want to hear that that remix because it isn't released anywhere else. But at the same time, again, you're use, you're putting that on there versus an actual At the expense song. of an actual performance. And Hung yeah. Up is so long, and Future <laughs> Lovers is also very long. It's like, I think they could have edited Hung Up. Okay, Wayne, you've mentioned how long Hung Up was only four times. Tell us how you really feel about it. <laughs> Time went by so slowly. So slowly. Um, but yeah, I just feel like other if they're going to do one CD, which only fits a certain number of tracks, that they could have chosen additional songs so that we could get a better feel. I'm glad they included erotica. How about let me let me say that. Let me talk about the positive. Oh, I, I would love be mad if erotica was erotica one of the songs on that got axed. I would be mad. I am disappointed that Drowned World is not on there because that was yeah. one of my favorite performances um, of there. And again, I I feel like yeah. if I agree. don't put interludes on there. Yeah, I'm 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 <laughs> upset that um I I so I will say I'm not upset that get together was asked because as much as like that song is both for both of us, one of our favorites on the album and like, I mean, hello, the namesake, this is the namesake episode of the podcast. Um, but since that performance in that section, the equestrian section did pale in comparison just a little to what preceded and succeeded it, which were future lovers and like a virgin. Um, I wasn't mad that that was not on the album version the cd i was upset that live to tell was not there like yeah. i was very upset that i think live a lot to of fans performance was not on there because it was a wonderful performance how do you not how do you not include live to tell like it was an amazing it was amazing vocally too yeah I think that was a thing because um, she was stationary she was just on right. the cross and she was stationary she so like focus on she just was, her, vocals. her vocals were rested and like they were stable she was not dancing so it was it was a big missed opportunity to not include live to tell yeah well, Rayon, thank you for coming and and getting together, <laughs> coming to get together during this trifecta of of all three episodes, encompassing encompassing all of the confessions, album and tour. I it's it's one of my favorite eras of Madonna. Um, again, I feel like it's her last solo record. Um, and I don't know how I'm going to do the Heart Candy episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it means I got to listen to that album. Um, listen, I was going to say I wouldn't mind to return for a future episode, but I will say it won't be Heart Candy. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're on the same page. It's going to be very difficult to go from such a high like this to, to go into something that I don't consider necessarily her best work. I will say favorite album. the um, Sticky and Sweet <laughs> tour, on the other hand, was great. Even then. Even then for you? Then, really? Then. Wow. I'll go into that when I talk about the, uh, the album. Ah, but, I will stay tuned. Um, please, please <laughs> do. Please, everyone stay tuned. Uh, thank you again for, 
for coming by and doing this yeah, in person. Thank I you for having me. In person, and this is my third season, and the last time I did it was the beginning of the first season. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, and for like all of the listeners who cannot um, see us right now, I've been smiling like an idiot the entire time because I've been having <laughs> such a good time. All right, thank you everyone for listening, and thank you Rayon again. Thank you very much for having me. Take care, everybody. Please be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review the Madonna Get Together on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And be sure to follow on Instagram at Madonna Get Together. Until then, my beautiful strangers. <laughs>